Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We've been again talking about hearing from the Lord, learning to listen to Him, and specifically doing it in the night seasons, doing it at night, using night as a tool for our advantage to put away the things that are bothering us during the day and being able to just be with him. So let's just kind of clear our thoughts, our minds, our emotions, just rest, knowing that God is present with you right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. He is fully present in you, with you, and around you. Reminding ourselves of this reminds us of our pathway. Our, we have a a barrier of understanding because we have been so long in not being living in our spirit. We have it's it's an unknown to us. It's like we were taken as children to a desert island and taught certain things and we believe certain things about our about us, about what's out there, about life. And then when we're taken off that island, we have to relearn what everything is about who we are, and we find out our true identity as spirit beings, and we find out about our true family, God, and we find out even questions that we don't even know. And there's a process. And we want to recognize that we don't know what we don't know. And there's going to be times when things happen that don't fit into our expectations. And there's a lot of of misconceptions about what those what our experiencing God is. And really, I want you and God to work that out. This is not, we're not imposing an idea or a perception. Everything we're approaching is about relationship. It's about you becoming one, spirit, soul, and body, so you can enjoy relationship with God through your spirit, into your soul, and into your body. 
Now we're here on this earth to rejoin, reunite our soul and spirit and maybe our body as well. But there is a purpose for us here. It's really has very little to do with anything, any of God's purposes. He's not about wanting to change the world or accomplish something in his time. He doesn't need our help to do that. Now, he may assign us projects, but the goal is not to accomplish those things, but the goal is to accomplish something in you. So when we talk about what is our purpose and what is our project, knowing God is our purpose, and our project is whatever it is, whatever circumstances he has assigned you right now for today. And just as a reminder, if you ever have any questions during the program or want to comment, just go to our chat room and comment there or give feedback or a question, and I'll try to address it on air. When we talk about knowing him, it's very personal. And the experience you have is going to, with him is going to be very personal. And I don't mean something subjective. You'll know. You'll know it's him because he wants you to have the confidence that you're experiencing a presence with him. You're experiencing his love. You're experiencing a greater inflow of his spirit through your spirit into your soul. He wants to encourage you when you need encouragement. He wants to redirect you when you need redirection, when you need guidance. And he wants you to know it's him. So part of the process is he fine-tunes our senses. He helps us to know him in the ways that he knows we need to know. It's the same way as we would if he revealed himself to the way the way he truly is spiritually and even if he revealed our own spirit the way our spirit is spiritually if he revealed that spiritual realm to our soul which is what we're functioning with we would not be able to understand it we would not comprehend it it might even make it go make us go crazy our mind, our our emotions, our decision maker, our actions would not be able to contain. We don't have the wineskin 
to contain the truth about who he is. So he makes incremental inroads in reshaping our soul, knocking off the rough edges and the growths and the control habits until our soul can refit our spirit and more and more and more contain, receive unconditionally what God wants to give us unconditionally. When we talk about God loves us, it's not an emotion. It's who he is. God is love. It's not something he does. It's something he is. So to try to compare it, when we talk about comparing it to the love of a father towards a son, for instance, or a family or any other feeling or emotion, there's no comparison to who God is. And we find out who God is by experience. Not study, not by working for him and, you know, supposedly then deserving his presence, but by simply accepting who he is and letting him reveal himself to us in whatever manner he chooses and in whatever time he chooses. Now, we've talked about there are things that we can do. And these are things that we, we know that by experience and by Scripture, by other people's experience, a lot of ways that's what the Scriptures are, is other people's experiences with God. So there's a, there's a bit of a roadmap we can follow as far as knowing God. And we approach those and, and say, let's try this. And we ask, Lord, is this something you want me to, to, to try and experiment with? And we're, it, we're okay to experiment. It's like riding a bike. We're going to learn how to do this. We're going to learn how to know God. And there's going to be times when we fall, and there's going to be times when we're successful. And he's going to keep us safe. Now, there's going to be times when we're in different circumstances where we need his direction more, like we get lost or we got a flat tire on our bike. But he helps with all that. And we learn about him through a process, not by doing it right the first time. And again, what's his purpose? That we would all be one, that you would be one, spirit, soul, and body, and I would be one, spirit, soul, and body, and we would all be one in him, in spirit. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know how we get there. 
other than I know how we how we can do certain things that cooperate and make ourselves available for him to do his work in us. He's the one changing our soul, bringing our soul into reunion with our spirit. We're not doing that. We're responding. If you have any desire whatsoever to know him, that came from him. Your enemies, your soul even, does not want you to know him. Because your enemies, even your soul, wants to maintain control. So if you have a desire to know him more, that desire came from him. If you have an idea about, you know, I need to make a change here, odds are really good that that came from him. Now you check it, you test it, Lord, is that you? And as we'll talk about, when you do that, when you say, Lord, is this you, you're bringing him into the conversation. You are submitting your soul to that spiritual relationship your spirit has with him. You're saying, yes, Lord. Even once you do that, Lord, is this you? Even if you don't hear him, or think you don't hear him, or miss him, you hear something and it's not him, and you make a mistake, that's all it is. He is well pleased with that. He's excited about that. What's more important than you hearing is that you've turned. You've turned to him to depend on him. Now remember, your spirit knows all the answers you need. Your spirit already has all the information your soul needs. Your spirit doesn't need any guidance. It doesn't need healing. Your spirit is past, present, and future. Your spirit is content. Our problem is our soul. And as we more and more spend time with him and he changes us, he is responsible for fine-tuning our hearing. And our hearing, a lot of times we think of it, it's, it's going to be, okay, we're going to hear you know, something like a voice whatever that means, or thoughts. And really, it can be anything. However, you know, a lot of times he will will find ourselves having made a decision or a choice or gone a direction or, or not, and God will bring to our attention, wait a minute, you know, this is a decision or a choice or this no longer bothers you. That's his presence right there 
him, him bringing something to your attention. That's his presence. That's him speaking to you. Bringing to your awareness. And then, of course, all the ways he, he gets our attention are, of course, him. And when it really comes down to it, everything is him. Everything is God communicating with us. Because everything is in him. He has complete control over your circumstances. So one of those tools that we've been talking about is getting up at night. And the difference between knowing, acknowledging that God is there at night and sometimes he gets us up and sometimes he ministers to us without our being aware of it and something has changed and we can notice, okay, there's something's changed. And how we can adjust and sort of, you know, give our soul a wake-up call and even our body that when we lay down, Lord, if you want to come, I'm available. That gives your your soul and your body kind of focuses it to where the, if God does approach you at night to wake you up, it, it's a shorter uh, transition. But then you can also seek him and say, Lord, I want you to stay up. I want you to come and visit me and ask him to come. Now, if you do that, there's things you need to prepare for. And we've talked about setting out a chair for yourself. Even just, you know, set out a chair for God. Just be real literal. God, you sit here. Come join me. Or sit on the edge of the bed with me. Let him be creative. Now, don't expect that just because you ask him to visit you at night, that he will do so that the very first night. Now, he remember, he's always there, but we're talking about his manifest presence, his personal presence, where you can sense in some way, because remember, we're fine-tuning our being able to sense his presence. This is the learning curve. He's always there. He's always sitting in that chair. He's always sitting next to you on the bed. What's going to change over time is our sensing that. Now, remember the the story of the the prophet that the, I think it was the king, sent his army to go capture him, and the prophet's servant was panicked, and the prophet said, you know, prayed that his eyes would be open, and he saw the army of heaven protecting the prophet. The army of heaven was already there. The servant just couldn't see it. We want to be able to see, and we sh- our natural created state of being is to be able to perceive everything that's going on in the supernatural realm. 
it should not be a an occasional thing or even that all that exciting. It's our native relationship with the supernatural and spiritual. So as we desire and work towards our senses being tuned, they're being tuned back to the way God created them. It's like wearing glasses because you have bad vision. God, if God came up and said, no, I, I'm going to heal your vision, I'm going to restore your vision to the way it was originally. We want to be willing to say, okay, Lord, here are my glasses. And this is the process. We want to learn by being available to him to see what we were meant to see. I don't know what that's going to be like as it becomes 24-7 to see into the supernatural realm and the spiritual realm. But I do believe this is something he wants for us, to be one in him and with him. So we spend time with him at night, and it may take time. And and you may think that as you're doing it, nothing's happening. Don't be fooled. He's changing you. And because it's at night, you are putting up, your soul and your body are putting up less resistance. Because there's been that time period between the time when you went to bed and when you got up that your soul, especially your mind, and maybe even your your emotions, calmed down. And your body calmed down. Think of the ocean. Went from a storm, you know, most of the time we spend our our day-to-day lives so much going on, whether it's noise or activity or even just, even if we're having a, an enjoyable vacation, there's still so much going on. But just having that, that interface, that interlude between going to bed and ha- getting up to have time with him calms down our soul so that time when we're with him, he doesn't have to deal with all the cares of the day. And he can go right to dealing with our soul. We can get so much more done. He can get so much more done at night simply because our soul is quiet and calm. So this is very practical. So we don't want to rely on a response to know if we're doing it right. Assume you're doing it right. Because he doesn't care if you're doing it wrong. This is not about qualifying or being perfect. Try something. You know, you may feel like, okay, I'm going to try this. Try it. 
Making yourself available to God is the most important thing. Quietly, peacefully. So you get up at night and you spend time with him. You've you've asked him to get you up and so you feel his presence and you get up. And you ask him to visit you at night and he doesn't come and wake you up. Odds are that's the, what's going to happen the most of, most of the time is he's you're not going to sense his presence. So then why do it? Because the next night you'll do it again. Over many nights and days and weeks and months, your solical senses are being tuned and your body is getting in the habit of waiting for him, responding to him. Your soul is being trained to be perceptive of his presence. Even the nights that you aren't aware of his responding, he's taking note. He's responding. And these times are just as valuable to him as when he does reveal himself openly. You're learning to live according to your identity as a spirit being and making yourself available to him to do his work. And that's, that's well-pleasing to him. You're able to receive his life in a special way that is bringing, again, reuniting your soul to your spirit. Your behavior is lining up to the truth of who you are in Christ. The character of Christ. Patient, confident, trusting, available. Eventually, he will respond objectively, and it will be worth it. You'll gain the confidence of, okay, I know what it what it's like. I know what making myself available. I know what cooperating with God. I know how to be with God. And I know how God responds. And again, when he responds objectively, it's not like you won't need to go, I wonder what this is. I wonder if that was God. You'll know. Now, those are all times when God comes and gets you up, or if you can't sleep. If you're really gung-ho about this, start setting up a time to get up on your own. This is, this is how you can speed up the development of your solical senses and experience a greater dependence and intimacy with the Lord. Schedule a time to wake up on your own in the middle of the night, simply to spend time keeping him company. Not to accomplish something, but to just be with him. Literally, just like just set, a, set your alarm clock for a time that's about the middle of your designated sleep time. Now, God may give you a certain time, or you may already know, like even while we're talking about it, a certain 
time may be in your head. Go Try that. But if you start with in the middle of whatever your sleep time is, this will mean that you'll have had enough sleep so that you can stay up with the Lord without falling asleep, and yet you will have enough time after you spend time with him so that you can get some sleep for the rest of the day. God is practical and he's objective. Now, so the alarm goes off. What do you do? Well, you get yourself fully awake. It means getting out of bed, putting on your robe or going, putting your head under your uh, the faucet. You may even want to go into another room. Whatever you need to do to get fully awake and then find your, your chair or the side of the bed or wherever you're going to feel comfortable, even standing or walking. And just be with him. You could say, be with him in your waiting room. Acknowledge his presence. Remember, he's always present. So you can acknowledge it. Acknowledge his presence right now. Lord, thank you that you're here with me. Thank you. I'm glad you could join me. And just listen. Don't necessarily look to hear something. Just listen. Be open. Remember, it's a weird thing about our ears. They don't open and close. They're always taking in whatever's there. Well, we're talking about your soul here, but it's the same principle. Just be available to hear the slightest whistle, uh, slightest whisper. Now, again, you may not hear anything right away, but as you practice, God is making the changes he wants in you. Try that tonight. Ask the Lord, Lord, is this something you want me to pursue? You may have to talk to your family members. You have to, may have to make other arrangements. I can assure you it will be worth it. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Till then, if you want to drop me a line, it's at dianeattherainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, it's been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.